Hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 240. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest, I'm excited to say, is the president of the Village Health Club, which is a local gym here in Phoenix. I want to say thank you to Carol for coming in. She was fantastic to talk to, very knowledgeable, very experienced, and it's incredible to see someone's passion after so many decades of the doing the work and working with the community. So incredible, incredible stories. I'm excited to share hers. But before we can do so, we have to do a little bit of business. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is under Finding Arizona Podcast. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, we do have a way for you to become a super fan. That is Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona on a podcast there you will sign up for one of our tiers and in return you will get bonus content in return that is so exciting for us to share that with all of you and it's incredible for us to even just be able to see the support coming from you guys Um, we do have a way for you guys to also connect with us here in the intro if you want to join our my favorite part and i hope that it's our fans favorite part the community corkboard you can do so by sending us an email at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com there we will post up what you need to be heard any events local community stuff going on i'm so excited to share that with all of you also if you just want to be heard and you just want something to um say nice to us that's really great too i will definitely shout that out uh so first up on the events calendar is the taliesin talks uh taliesin talks is a new weekly series of live stream conversation and interactive discussions on facebook learn about what it means to build habitats in otherwise unbelievable environments and the significance of teaching children about architecture and using these challenges there's going to be all sorts of special guest speakers but you can learn more at flink franklloydwright.org forward slash taliesin dash talks. I'm very excited that the first one is going to be taking place Thursday, June 4th from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Guys, I hope that you guys will take the opportunity to go enjoy this very special live stream. If those of you who don't know who Flint Lloyd Wright is, he is a famous architect who has passed, but it is uh It is where he set up his school in the desert early in, I believe, the 60s. Don't quote me on that. I want to say maybe late 50s. So I'm very excited for you guys to uh, take in the professionalism that comes from that school and the uh, people who work there. And then we will jump in to our next event which is going to be something close to all of us here in the community and especially here at finding arizona podcast because it is because it is helping to support our dear friends at local first arizona yes they are putting on a fundraiser it is called stronger together taking place june 4th so it is uh our state's small business need our support now 
And what it's local first is doing is they're partnering up with Arizona uh, Lottery for an evening of true small business stories to support the local first Arizona small business relief fund. Watch and donate June 4th, 2020 at 6 p.m. And uh, you can donate at www.localfirstaz.com forward slash small dash business dash relief dash fund i hope that you guys do do so because i am going to say that local first arizona is some of the most incredible individuals that help support like myself other business owners i have worked with them before and we have had a conversation with uh thomas who is the lead over there and i'm very credible to say that they are just just it, they are incredible and we're here to support them so that is going to end our community cork board and i hope that you guys enjoy this episode this is episode number 240 with village health clubs uh carol and so we say goodbye to all of you listening and goodbye to uh until the next episode see ya what is it you do and why do you do it here at finding arizona podcast we love to showcase that and so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a combo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out the, what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. And it looks like we're all set to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finding Arizona podcast. As always, I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest, we bring in someone very special every week, and today's no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the president of the Village, uh, I want to say Sports and Spa, I would say Village Club Sports and Spa, right? Village Health Clubs and Spas. Village Health Clubs. You're close. I was so close. close. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please please welcome the president. Carol, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, So I would love to first off by saying that uh, someone of your status and of your background, I would love to say thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I know that you are a very busy person, especially around these times. So I will begin with asking you the first question that I ask everyone. And it's really just um, can you give us a little bit of your life update and kind of where you are situated and how you're dealing with things uh, as of COVID-19? Um, yes, well, we have had a very interesting journey so far as health club operators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were one, one of the first businesses to close down. We actually voluntarily closed down on the night of March 16th. Yes. And then I believe the governor uh, put an order out to have us closed on March 19th, I believe. So complete change to our lifestyle. You know, we're used to having uh, going to work and very busy health clubs with lots of people. Mm-hmm. I'm actually at my Ganey Village office right now. 
Okay. And uh, there's nobody, nobody here but me. So uh, it's very, very strange because we actually feed off of the energy of, of each other and, and all of our members. So it's just, it's a completely weird feeling. Uh, yeah. Of course, we're worried about, you know, worried about the financial impact of being closed with no revenues and um, all of our employees we're concerned with, but um, getting a lot of time to work out, uh, which is great. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of time, but it's really difficult to enjoy that when you're when you're actually concerned about your company and your business and your people. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I know from just kind of doing my research, I mean, you've been with the company for 40 plus years, I believe. Yeah, yeah about 40 years. Wow. I, and I, I like to say uh, since I was five. <laughs> awesome. Yes, let's yeah. keep it. Let's keep it just like that. I will continue that story and, and stick Thank to you. it. <laughs> um, one of the other things like I, I want to ask you is you did say that you had mentioned you closed down voluntarily. And I'm kind of interested in what made you guys uh, come to that decision and what was um, that conversation like internally? Well, on the day, it was a Monday, um, probably a day I'll never forget mm -hmm. on uh, March 16th. Uh, we had started to see signs, a lot of uh, pressure from members not feeling comfortable coming to our facilities, a lot of pressure from employees not really feeling comfortable. The deciding factor for us was really on March 13th is when the schools were closed. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of our employees, our group exercise instructors were starting to have uh, trouble getting in here because they had to stay home and watch their children. Yes, and it just it just became very difficult to operate our our clubs in the manner that our members expect and our employees expect, and try and keep everyone as safe as we can. Um, just a lot of obstacles, and we wanted to do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely, and I I totally commend you on that and the decision that you made as someone um, as a higher up. I, I know that those decisions cannot be easy, and but at the same time, you guys are like you said, you're about the 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 family that you have there. And um, one of the other questions that we usually ask everyone is, can you give us a little bit of your origin story as far as um, you working with the business and the company? Because I know that I. I, I read you answered an article through an ad. Yes, it was a kind of an interesting story. Uh, my father is in the Air Force, so I grew up as an Air Force brat, uh -huh. uh, lived, lived all around the world. And I went to college and came down here for spring break from the University of South Dakota and said, why am I freezing back in South Dakota when it's nice and warm in Arizona? So uh, a couple of friends and I moved down uh, together right after we graduated. I think we had about $1,200 each. Yeah. And we, we came down here and uh, uh, you have to remember that was before email and <laughs> yeah, internet yeah. and all that. So we actually, uh, a friend of mine found the ad um, in the newspaper in the want ads and said, you know, do you like sports? Do you like <laughs> activities? Do you like people? Yeah. And she said, this sounds like something you would like. And so I went and I actually went in my t-shirt and shorts because it was August in Arizona and I had been putting on a dress and filling out <laughs> applications and nobody ever even wanted to interview me. So I just went in t-shirt and shorts nice. and, and tennis shoes. And then the uh, two women wanted to interview me and I, I was like, uh, so, uh, embarrassed by my attire. And I, and I said, I apologize for my appearance. I, I wasn't expecting to get an interview. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know, the position I was uh, interviewing for was activities director. Oh. And so they said, 
And they said, well, you look perfect for the job. So I knew I had gotten off the hook there. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, we used to um, always go out uh, and play spades mm-hmm. and drink beer because none of us had any uh, jobs yet. And we had $1,200 <laughs> still. We weren't too worried. Um, yeah. when, you're, when you're right out of college, you don't really worry about much, you know. And, yeah. uh, and so they actually called me that day uh, after my interview and wanted me to come to work the next day. And I was so upset. Because none of my friends had jobs and I had to go to work. And uh, now I'm the president of the company. So it's been quite the journey. I you know, I started as the activities director and then um, worked my way up to a, a general manager and then started to build new clubs. So I had to learn about construction and mm-hmm. and all that goes with that. And it was just it's just been an amazing journey. Absolutely. Really, really a lot of fun. And I still love it. Do you keep up in, in, in contact with those roommates? Yeah, they were all in my. Uh, they're all still here, and they were all in my wedding, actually. Oh, that's so, so beautiful! Just that... amazing, amazing friends of forty plus years. Absolutely, know, my, my college sorority sisters. So it's yeah, it's been oh, amazing. So beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. when the friends can kind of see the the transition, the the journey that you've had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my friend that my friend that um, found the the uh, job app, you know, the job wanted. Mm-hmm. Still tells me I owe her quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> she should put it in uh, like a little um, a case of some sort, like a, a uh, yeah, like a some kind of like memorabilia for you to just kind of. This is the ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She still holds that over my head. Quite oh, a bit. oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you are someone with some experience. So here's someone like here is someone asking you with less experience. Have you ever seen anything like this kind of come into effect? I mean, I know that there's a wide span of like other um, events that have gone on throughout, you know, time and history. But have you ever experienced something as, um, you know, kind of like a hit to the economy like this? I mean, I've never, never, not only have I never seen it, I could never imagine it. And I think we say that. Uh, to all of our employees and each other um, all the time and like what happened to us and um, before it happened our number one concern was some new competition that was coming Mm -hmm. to town we were all consumed by it yeah and then looking back uh, that's such a small concern compared to what we're dealing with now I know it's just it seems like small potatoes in hindsight uh, all I do I find myself walk through the day and I repeat about 20 times a day, what a mess, mm-hmm. you know, what a mess. And I, I just find myself saying that out loud, what yeah. a mess. And and so hard to uh, comprehend that someone, uh, that uh, some force makes you shut your company down that was thriving and doing really well. Mm-hmm. And you have no control over it. And, uh, and I think it's going to take a while. Uh, to recover. I really do. Yeah. I, you know, from the research and from kind of insider tips and understanding, it does seem like there is a significant amount of um, tension and you just kind of strife when it comes to this. And I, I can definitely say I have never seen anything like this myself. Um, you know, people, I, the great thing about what I do is that I am someone who's an advocate for advocates, advocators. So it's really great to kind of see 
the the who steps up and who's courageous enough to be the change maker and so you know one of the things that i am very excited and ecstatic about what i do is being able to provide that information to the people who need it or who want it most so um here's a question that i can kind of hit you up with as someone who is you know in a higher up position are there places, are there things that you guys are advocating for or helping to, um, you know, show people where they can go to help, you know, your employees or someone in your field or your kind of career path? Are, are there things that you guys are, um, you know, promoting or helping to, uh, you know, other nonprofits, things like that? Oh, uh, some of the things we've done, um, we just last week we did it. At all of the village clubs, we have four locations. We did a food drive with our members uh, for St. Mary's uh, Food Bank. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, I was so overwhelmed by the response from our members and our employees, too, and employees that are furloughed, yeah. you know, that came and, and helped. And our, the entire fronts of our clubs, you know, the inside of our facilities were just jammed with food. It was unbelievable. We would, every day, you know, we would come out every morning and we're like, how much did we get today? And we're like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, and it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And the village members really stepped up, you know, they didn't go to their pantry and find that can of mixed vegetables that no one wanted to eat. They, you know, <laughs> they, they really, they really just stepped out outside of the norm. Oh man, I was so proud of them and, and my employees too. We all brought stuff, but Great. That that we got more out of that probably than the recipients of food or just as much, I should say. Yeah. And one of the things I saw on TV was the long mile long lines of cars waiting to go to the food bank and people saying that, you know, this is the first time they've ever had to go to a food bank in their wow. life, you know, yeah. to feed their families and stuff. You know, the the thing we're working on right now is also to. um we're working with some um, people that we might try to set up um, a testing site in our parking lot for okay. the COVID test. Yeah. Because right now our parking lots are empty and they're really big. So it'd be yeah. a perfect location. We we don't have it confirmed yet, but we're working on that right now. I hope you guys um, do make that happen. That sounds wonderful. Like a wonderful opportunity to pivot your uh, brick and mortar to turn it into something else like that. Yeah, I'm hoping we can pull it off. And and then I'm, I've been on the, um, our trade association um, is called the International Health Racket Sport Association. Mm -hmm. And it's the trade association for the fitness industry. I've been on their board for two years. Yeah. And I've been, I've been working with um, lobbyists um, from that trade association as well as health club operators from around the world. Mm -hmm. We're talking to a health club operator from China, from Shanghai. He's been um, open for seven weeks, so he's giving us a nice window into the future of what we can expect when we reopen. So we're yeah. doing a lot of advocating for um, trying to get some kind of financial relief for our industry. We yeah. we have a very similar industry to the restaurant industry. We just don't have as much money for lobbyists in Washington. And okay. so we're really we've come together as an industry, raising more lobbyist money. Um, to try and, and help, you know, with getting some income and some financial relief for our businesses of all sizes, you know, small, yeah. we're a medium sized company with over 500 employees. We have 900 employees. So we're not eligible for any of the SBA loans or mm -hmm. the PPP loans or anything like that. And 
we have lost a tremendous amount of money ourselves. And um, we're just advocating, I'm helping advocate for our industry as well Mm -hmm. um, to not be forgotten. Yes, absolutely. I would be remiss if, um, you know, as married to my wife, who's someone who's so care, who's so caring and passionate, she would definitely her next question would be, how can we as people who are not your um, everyday customers, someone who is not a part of your club, how can we, the masses, help you guys as a uh, as your business, you know, just in general, what can we do to help you guys personally? I think it's like I said, we're very similar to the restaurant business and we do a lot of gift certificates you know gift card sales you know we, we have an online uh, you can go online and buy gift uh, gift cards for mother's day that's a big deal we have very large and nice spas and salons here that are not open yeah. so we're missing all that business so you know, there's so just you know supporting us the same way that you support your your restaurants and then we're always just asking people to you know speak nicely of us and understand how important exercise is you know Exercise is medicine. It's one of my favorite sayings. Exercise is medicine. Exercise strengthens your immune system. And people have to understand that it's, you know, how important it is when we're fighting something like this pandemic to stay healthy. I mean, I believe a lot of our members will be excited to come back. I'm very hopeful of that. Mm -hmm. And they miss this human connection. And that's what people that have been on lockdown, as I like to call it. They're, they're missing the human connection. We are human beings and we're starving for that. Yeah. Well, here's a here's another thing that I can kind of you kind of set it up nicely for me is when your customers do come back. I know that a lot of places are going under new protocol. What can they expect or what can they be you know encouraged by uh, to hear from you guys as pro- new protocols for your gyms and for your employees? What can they expect and see when they come back? Well, it's, it, there's going to be a lot of restrictions. Um, mm-hmm. my, goal, my goal is for the village clubs to be the safest uh, and cleanest clubs in the valley. And Absolutely. so um, so what can people expect? Well, right during check-in, of course, you're going to have to maintain the social distancing of six feet. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're taking everybody's uh, temperature with the no-touch thermometers. Okay. Um, if, you t- uh, if you are 100.4%. Uh, temperature or higher, we're going to ask you to sit down for five minutes and cool down a little bit. We're going to retest, retake your temperature. And if you are at 100.4 or higher, you won't be allowed in the clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, We have uh, plexiglass shields in every uh, check-in area of our clubs, the welcome desk, right when you walk into the Mm -hmm. check-in, the spa desk, the cafes, um, in our spas with the manicure tables, everywhere we have that for our employees. Um, all of our employees will be wearing masks. Awesome. Some, some people will. Some departments would do masks and gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do social distancing everywhere. We have taken out every other piece of cardio equipment to maintain that social distancing. That's really We've great. marked off uh, six by six squares on all of our group exercise studios. Um, So same thing for social distancing, spin rooms to every other bike. Um, We're going to have to have all of our members sign up for classes because they're going to limit the occupancy in in your business, you know, inside your buildings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just and we're just coming up with all this stuff based on CDC guidelines and what other clubs are doing. Yeah, because we haven't really gotten any guidelines yet from anyone. 
um, mostly because our industry is trying to put the gu uh, guidelines for the fitness industry together ourselves. Yes. Uh, we, we feel it's very important that we legislate ourselves instead of someone legislating us who is not familiar with our operations. So. Yeah. And then, anyway. I mean, and I imagine that that comes with actually um, kind of beta testing it and then, you know, kind of fleshing out the, you know, the rules and everything like that as you guys go along too. Because they're, you know, someone can make up a rule and not know the ins and outs of your business and then just like that rule is meaningless, so to speak. Exactly. We're, we believe the first 30 days will tell us an awful lot. Um, we have to be flexible. We have to be mm -hmm. adaptable because um, we're we don't we've not like you said earlier we've never been through anything like this yeah. in our lives and and so we're going to have to be flexible we're going to be very calm mm -hmm. um, it's going to be very important that we are empathetic and caring um, and understand the fear of our members and our employees and address sure. it. Um, here's another question that I can kind of ask you as someone who is sort of um, myself being a business owner and things that I've had to do to streamline the business and streamline our pivot. Um, are there any things that you guys find encouraging about what you had to do as far as streamlining certain things or changing up certain things that you guys hope to kind of keep or keep um, as a protocol or something that you guys look, look at it and you're like, hey, this really works for us. Let's kind of keep this in place. Well, we've always been a, a frugal company. Um, we learned that during the recession in 2008, we actually were able to cut like two over $2 million of, of expenses company-wide during the recession. And we've kept all those um, processes and savings in place. Okay. So that's really, that's really helped us grow our, our profit margins and stuff. But well, anytime you have a chance to reevaluate your business, you find where you know, when, when things are good, you can be a little lazy or, or complacent or whatever. And so we're, you know, we're able to reevaluate our staffing models everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we found that we had an awful lot of overtime that we probably don't need to have. Um, just a lot of reevaluating of how much of what we were doing is really necessary. Mm -hmm. But we're, while we always keep in mind that we are the village and our members expect us to be a very high-end facility. Mm -hmm. um, we have this community, this culture here that we have to be careful that anytime we cut any expenses, we don't cut customer service or don't cut the culture or, or all the stuff that we have built in the last 40 years. Yes. Here's, um, I'm curious for your own personal um, satisfaction of what you plan on doing like the very first thing, because I know you probably you get out a little bit more. You have an office at the village. And I, I'm curious, what is kind of the first thing that you anticipate to either do by yourself or even with your spouse or anyone else? Like you personally want to get it in as soon as the, um, the, the lockdown is lifted. I want to go out to a nice restaurant and have a really nice dinner. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know, because the takeout and all that is yeah. OK. But I miss that social piece. You know, we're all very social people. And mm -hmm. I miss that. I miss going out with some good friends and my husband and yeah. just having a really nice dinner and some nice wine and, the, mm -hmm. you know, some good yeah. conversation. That's that's really what I miss. I, I mean, just we haven't been able to have that for a while and, mm -hmm. and, and I miss it. What's your, what's your favorite spot around, you know, your your like your go to restaurant that you like? 
Um, I actually really like Maylie's on Main and okay. Old Town. Yeah, yeah, we we love the Thai food and um, and and um, and I like Guy Bon on Twenty Fourth Street in Osborne. Okay, it's another. Uh, Thai restaurant too, so I like spicy food. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you what level my, do you get? <laughs> I, I like. I usually just go. I go to medium, but okay. uh, I like spicy food. But my all time, one of my all time local favorites is the TP on Forty Second Street Indian School. The TP Mexican restaurant. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been there forever, and it's just you know, it's not a fancy place. Um, yeah, I'm very much a neighborhood. Uh, neighborhood kind of person and you, i'll tell you what i've heard nothing but good things about that place too especially yeah. for lunchtime and i, right. I the, i've never actually never gotten the chance to go but i'm i very much hear the uh good like the thumbs up on it oh <laughs> uh, there's uh there's a there's a, so many nice restaurants downtown too like on ninth avenue first avenue and and mm-hmm. uh really good restaurants down there there's a jamaican restaurant i, th- I think it's called the uh breadfruit and rum bar yeah 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 yep it's yeah it's really good because of course i love rum but it's you know so many so many great restaurants but i'm a big fan of of the local the local restaurant hey i'm i'm puerto rican myself so you yeah. got me on the rum part i'm <laughs> yeah, with I you love, on that <laughs> yeah, you have to try that place out i think it's like on ninth avenue in pierce okay yeah i'll, I'll definitely yeah. check it out yeah Here, yeah Here's my uh, here's another question. As someone who has had their um, experience with the local community, what's been your favorite part about your business and how you guys interact with the local community? And what's been the biggest thing that you've learned most? Um, well, I, what I love is that the village has become a very important part of every community that they're in. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been able to see multiple generations of people, families come through our doors you know um we got we have uh we have grandparents and then we have the kids of the grandparents and we have the kids of the kids and and that has been the most rewarding thing ever i mean i'm out sometimes at a restaurant some big tall kid will tap me on the shoulder and (laughs) he'll say uh carol do you remember me and i look at him i'm like no and he goes you know i'm jake i was in your peewee camp you know back in 90 i'm like oh my god jake you know and that that happens to us a lot like if if i go out in our community and i don't run into two three members no matter where i go my husband says hey you're losing your touch oh wow you know so just how important we are to the community um has been so fun And, and also you know, to actually get to build something like we build our clubs from the ground up, mm-hmm. you have a vision, you get to build it, then you get to see it come to life with employees and, and members. And you don't, a lot of people don't get to get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. There's, there's definitely, um, from what I've read about the village and what you guys have put up, um, I think the biggest thing that I, I came across all the articles was that word family and how you guys yeah. treat it and what you guys appreciate most about it. So I can I can totally attest that you are someone who is I can definitely hear it in your voice and how passionate you are about every single like the little the, the story about the young man tapping on the sh- like it's it's truly it's too specific and truly beautiful to not you know it's, it's you can't make it up you can't really. Uh-huh generate this yeah. kind of love so yeah i think that's probably why i still love my job after 40 years and i i, I just I'm, I'm amazed at how many people don't like their jobs and i'm like what what are you talking about you know 
How can you not love your job? <laughs> yeah, and that was that was the other thing. I was like forty years, and you you yeah. still look like you can kick some butt. Like you have a left hook. Look like you got you got still yeah. a lot of life left in you. And you know that's something that yeah. I'm just like. I think that's another testament of uh, you know just loving your job. You have that joyful yeah. look on you. <laughs> yeah, I love I love my job. I love the people. Yeah, I mean, I think it keeps you young and. Uh, Thank you. I can kick some butt. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. (laughs) Um, You know, is there anything that you guys look forward to? Like, are there any goals after COVID? Like anything that you were doing before um, all of this happened that you guys were shooting for, like goal wise this year? I mean, as we were going to we had plans to add three tennis uh, courts up to our D.C. Ranch uh, tennis center up in North Scottsdale. And we had some big plans to redo our spa. We have a very large spa here at the Ganey Village, and mm-hmm. we're not even sure if we can do that, you know, for the remainder of 2020. It may have to happen next year, but we're very much looking forward to getting those projects done. Yeah. Um, but mostly for me, it's about getting all of our getting the gang back together. You know, getting <laughs> all of our getting all of our employees back and and uh, and trying to get. I I think success. People ask me, what do you think success is going to look like? Yeah. I think success for me would be if I can get to um, pre-COVID revenues by second quarter 2021. Wow. That And such a – where did that number come from? Where did you kind of come up with that uh, analysis? I uh, Well, just given where we are now mm-hmm. and where I think we're going to be, we've done all kinds of financial analysis for year-end. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also make a lot of this stuff up as I go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but, it, you know, in yeah. all honesty, you have to have yeah. that kind yeah. of um, mindset, at, at least just because yeah. you want to be able to provide, uh, you know, just kind of a, a way back, so to speak. I, I feel like it's a, you know, like it's a, a map to the where you were at level and balanced, I guess. I'm a really big believer. You know, a lot of us have played sports before and we like activities in sports. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer that we work well when we have a target. Yeah, so there you go. Every, uh, every time we have a goal, um, I try to give my employees a, a target, some place we're trying to reach. Yeah. And and then it becomes a journey along the way. That's that's where we're headed, guys. Let's go for it. Let's yeah. give it a shot. And I love that mentality. I think you I think I'm on board with you is when you have something that you're the vision is going towards, then you everyone's kind of on the same page. Yeah, we're all we're all moving in the right direction all together. Yes. And another thing that we kind of ask everyone on our podcast is really um, this kind of idea of uh, what you do as far as keeping your sanity in this time of uh, COVID is anything routine wise that you do to kind of keep yourself at a kind of a zero, you know, keeping everything balanced and, and well checked. Is there anything that you do constantly as a, you know, just kind of a, something that keeps you sane? <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's probably no surprise, but working out, Yes. You know, and I've been able to do it even more than I normally I work out every day. But I've had a lot of my friends and my husband. We have, like I said earlier, more time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been actually going golfing yeah. um, with some of my employees that I haven't been able to spend time with. Nice. Um, nice. So that's been really fun. We had so much fun that we've now been doing it for like five Saturdays in a row. Um, awesome. I've been doing lots of hiking. I still play tennis twice a week. 
Um, and I bought a bike because everybody, we all decided to buy bikes. So nice. we haven't ridden a bike in a really long time. So we get to ride some bikes. And in the beginning, I was drinking a little too much wine the first six days of the shutdown. And I, I was going against my workout. And I'm like, how can I not be losing any weight? I've been working out so hard. And then I'm like, well, maybe because you've had wine for six nights in a row. So we're, we've, we've, ta- you know, we've tapered off on that a little bit. And, uh, and it's just doing that. It's being with your friends, mm-hmm. being with your family. Um, I do read at night. That keeps me from stopping thinking about my company, which I do think about all the time. So it's hard to sleep sometimes. Yeah. But so then I just, you know, I get a bestseller and I, I read a book and that really kinds of changes your mind, uh, shifts your thoughts to something else. Absolutely. Let you be, take, take a break every once in a while. Well, that's good. I, you know, yeah. I really do. Um, I'm trying to learn as much as I can from everyone who comes through our doors. And so I, I usually just ask that to kind of have a nice takeaway. And it kind of it, it really does um, generate some ideas as far as those of you, those of us listening who, you know, are struggling and uh, having a hard time trying to maintain a, a, a sanity level that they can comprehend and deal with. But uh, thank you so much for everything that you've kind of divulged with us. Um, we're kind of reaching towards the end. But one of the last questions that I have, is there anything that we can help you um, kind of generate as far as, uh, you know, help or anything that we can do to provide uh, the business? Uh, something that you have goal wise that you want to hope to just kind of put out into the universe and let everyone know about? Well, we we uh, live on referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, people saying nice things about us. So the more the anytime you can speak nicely of the village and and uh, what we stand for, um, that goes a long way for us because we get almost all of our members from other members and from businesses and referrals who who think highly of us. So that Absolutely. would that, that's what would be what I would ask. Yeah, 100 percent. I I I totally um I agree with you in the world that we live in as far as Yelp and all the uh, reviews that come along our way. I think that uh, just a kind word, you know, just being able to understand your local business, the people that are around you. And that's why we provide this podcast is um, to generate uh, understanding between the business owner and the you know customer or the someone who's just fairly interested, the everyday mundane person. I think what you guys are doing just highlighting local businesses. I mean, that's so key for our success, you know, so we thank you for that as well. Absolutely. And so as the end part of our podcast, we usually let you tell everyone where they can find you online, how they can kind of set up a, uh, if they want to become a member where they can do so like that. And then any other events that you have coming up that you would love to promote, this is your chance to do so. So go right ahead. All right. Well, you can always find us on our website at villageclubs.com. And then once you get there, you'll be able to find our membership department and anybody else you want to talk to. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of events coming up right now because we don't know when we're going to reopen. Yes. Um, but uh, we always put things online. And, and and because we don't have any events coming up at the moment, we probably would just like to thank all the people that participated in our last event, the St. Mary's Food Bank, like I said, I yes. was just so so touched by it all and by the involvement and the response from our members. And and so I would just ask everybody to go check us out and support us and uh, go to villageclubs.com and, and um, see what we're really all about and try to support all the local people. 
Absolutely. And I want to I want to personally thank you first off. And then before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We do have a way for you guys to connect with us through social media. That's all under Finding Arizona Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything for you guys there. Let us know what you want to hear next. Last but not least, we do have a way for you guys to support us too. If you would like to do so, please go over to Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There we do have bonus content for you to sign up for and everything in between. So there is uh, everything for us. And uh, last but not least, we say goodbye to Carol. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I really, I actually really enjoyed it all. So thank you so Aww, much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, stay healthy and 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 be well. Yes, thank absolutely. Thank you so much. And. Oh, good. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. It was, oh, it was great you. spending some time. Very nice to spend time with you. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. So let's say goodbye together. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye.